You're listening to the True Blue Podcast, sponsored by the Victoria City Police Union. Real stories told by real police officers working in Victoria and Esquimalt. What are the streets of Victoria and Esquimalt really like? The True Blue Podcast will give you some personal insights into what happens when wearing a police uniform. Welcome everybody to the True Blue Podcast. This is bonus episode number four. And we're going to call this one, What's With All The Guns? It's uh, true. Guys, we're, uh, you know, I look back in the last month and there's a number of incidents where guns in the streets of Victoria um, are all over the place. Um, most recently we had an incident uh, where the... F- where the guys on the on the street made an arrest and they and they found a shoulder holster with a loaded firearm. Uh, the guy was already under conditions not to have any uh, firearms, which is pretty normal. <laughs> Seems to be the case. But you know, also in Vancouver, uh, there's been some recent shootings where you know they're they're very gang oriented, but guns are a part of gang life and they're part of drug life. Uh, they're shooting people downtown Vancouver. Uh, it's just. It's just the way it's happening, and and Victoria is not immune to this. Uh, we see these brothers keepers, mm-hmm. you know, the the different gangs. There's there's people over here sometimes, and uh, the, I was looking at some of the other files. Uh, remember the file? There's a uh, guns and ammo seized from a a tent in uh, in a park. Only I guess just over a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the there was a woman who was uh, at a temporary housing facility just in the parking lot, but had a had a real firearm with a loaded magazine. wasn't wasn't loaded The weapon wasn't loaded, but um, and you know the the Vic PD media machine had the big uh, debate online about uh, a replica firearm, mm-hmm. which um, pretty much everybody guessed wrong. Um, and I think that's what our members have to deal with all the time is, oh, it's only a replica, so what are you worried about? Yeah, that's that's the big criticism out there when we, I try not to follow social media too much, but that's the big criticism out there when we get a gun off the street and it's a replica and we put the media release out there, people are like, well, so what? It's a replica or it's a BB gun. You know, people are allowed to have those. Great yeah. job, Vic PD, sarcastically. They say you got a replica off the street, but... For me, walking into a, a dark parkade or a dark parking lot or whatever, and someone yeah. pulls out one of those replicas, I'm not going to po- press on the pause button for a second and say, hey, excuse me, sir, can I just check and make sure that that's a replica before you point it at me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so you know, the people think, who criticize us for yeah. getting these off the st- street, I think and those, are, those are, critical is, moments are happening on social media yeah. in a, in a stale environment. It's right. not, it's not, you know, it's not in the dark of night at yeah. two in the morning. Split second decision. Exactly. Right. right? So, so yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's, and I, we were talking about this earlier and, <clears throat> you know, I've been on the job for 12 and a half years now. And back then, even five years ago, getting a gun off the street was a rare thing. Like you were a superstar, you're a rock star. If you got a job, a gun off the street, you'd be like, yeah, this guy's a rock star. I got a gun. Like it was so rare yeah. that it was like such a thing. Now it's, feels like it's every other day. It's a common occurrence. It's a very common occurrence <clears throat> and not just replicas, but real guns. And then the other issue is replicas are made to look real and the real ones are made to look like replicas. Yeah, no, so, they're, they're, it's indecipherable yeah. really what, what the, 
what the thing looks like. And, you know, even the magazine that goes in the well sometimes is, mm-hmm. is about as realistic as it looks, right? There may yeah. not be any rounds in it, but... Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've been carrying a Glock for 12 and a half years. I looked at that photo of the replica. I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell you which was right. which. I couldn't. No. Some people yeah. told me that they actually took their weapon out to make sure that they <laughs> could compare it <laughs> and say, oh, yeah, no, that, this, one's the, this one's the real they one. They put their own sidearm in the, the exhibit locker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then the other file, the other just recently, was uh, loaded shotgun, loaded... Uh, Sawed-off shotgun. Uh, yeah. I think it was like a... Uh, looked like a rifle out of Asca- Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, another loaded handgun, you know, three firearms, drugs, body armor. But it had a barrel, that twenty two rifle had a barrel clip. Oh, okay. As well. Like yeah. it had a big barrel. I don't know how many rounds it held. Mm-hmm. 50, 60. Yeah, probably right. more. They're you don't 22s. use that for hunting. Yeah. No. No. So those, you know, those uh, weapons, high-end weapons, and, and unfortunately, you know, again, we're talking about this is, this is a, a file that's occurring at one of our temporary housing facilities mm-hmm. where people, you know, it's like, wait a second, we're, we're trying to help you. And here you are basically, you know, arming yourselves with ready to go to Afghanistan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of frustrating. And, uh, but you, you make a good point, Todd, right? Those, those times when it was, oh yeah, great file, good work. Hey, you took a gun off the street and now we're discussing well, at least five files right here where multiple firearms have been taken off the street in the last 30 days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that the regular taxpayer understands what we're dealing with nowadays yeah. and that it's not, it's not normal or shouldn't be considered normal. And again, my point is, you know, what are we doing about this when guys already got conditions not to carry firearms for life? He's mm-hmm. not supposed to carry firearms. Well, what's going to happen to that guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Is the court actually going to give him a punishment <laughs> or is he just going to give him another condition not to carry firearms? To carry, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind yeah. of frustrating for sure. Very frustrating. Yeah. The other point too is with <clears throat> with replica versus real is that we as officers, we treat, and people criticize us as well about this, is that we go in with our M4 rifles with our less lethal extended range impact weapons. And we get ourselves situated in a tactical spot in order to take, uh, to stop somebody or arrest somebody. And and people are like, well, it was just, it was just a replica gun. I'm like, well, hold on. How, how do I know that walking into the situation, right? We treat every, if it's a weapons call, a gun call or a knife call, we treat everybody like it's a real thing until we can prove otherwise. Right. Right. So in my mind, if I'm going into one of these temporary housing shelter or, or the guy on the street who's, who's got it, I'm treating that gun as a real gun until I have that person laying on the ground, face down in handcuffs, and I can actually prove it safe that it's a real or not. Right. Right. And that's, and that, and that's just, that's how we have to do it. We have to, we have to protect ourselves in the public yeah. and do that. Right. Cause one of these recent files. <laughs> That, that's a very sort of parallel thing to what happened is one officer identifies that there's a, a, a weapon in the open. So that they mm-hmm. arrest both guys, they pull them out, they realize, okay, that weapon is not real. It's a, it's a replica. But then they find another real firearm loaded on the other guy. On the other guy. Right. So those, those are things where, yeah, you, you almost 
would be letting your guard down after you find the replica. Yeah. But the reality is the other guy's got a firearm. Yeah. Psychological warfare. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another there's another one here, Matt, that you actually don't have. So on my watch the other night on our, what was it, first night shift, we got called another temporary housing unit yeah. to a call of a guy who shot off three rounds into the ceiling of his room. His, his, his I, room remember, I remember reading that now. So, yeah. yeah. So we roll up. Um, I'm in the hallway with my... M4 rifle, probably 100 feet back and under using cover. We have a shotgun there as standard range impact, and we're standing there waiting and waiting. <clears throat> we had two rooms are actually watching because one of the guys came out of one room into another room, and they were walking back and forth. Um, one of the guys actually came out what we call unheralded, but he actually ended up walking. So we ended up taking him down at gunpoint, mm -hmm. arresting him, pulling him out, debriefing him, and then while we're standing there, a woman comes out of another room, of the same room, so not the same room, but the other room, the target suite, yeah. point the guns at her, get her to, to follow directions, get on the ground, get them out. Lo and behold, she's come out of the original target suite and she's got the gun in her backpack. So the guy in there has given it to her to walk out with it, yeah. thinking I'm going to get away with this, right? Mm -hmm. So we ended up finding it ends up being a replica, of course. But the people who complained and told us about it, well, they thought it was a real, right. so a round a real goes off. Yeah, in, a round goes in off in a housing and, facility. <clears throat> they thought it was real. It scares everyone in there. Yep. And of course, the police have to take it as a as a real know, firearm, as a real firearm, or or the perspective of a real firearm. And and now we're locking down a city street or a whole building mm -hmm. or whatever. Which, you know, and then you're inside and you don't know who's working with who and mm -hmm. who's friends with who. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's a very word very gets out pretty fast. Environment that doesn't. Right you know, yeah. anti-police yeah. often. And, uh, you know, it's different than going into a regular neighborhood where, you know, every neighbor there will point to where, you know, yeah. what's happening. Right. So right. Yeah. yeah. In the union, so I was on rifle. We had one person on extended range impact the beanbag and we had another person who I specifically said, watch our back yeah. because we're focused on the sweet door. Yeah. Good call. And I'm like, you need to watch our back because there's a whole hallway of, of rooms yeah. As soon as you hear a door open, you're popping your head around to see who's coming mm -hmm. or coming up because you're, you don't want to get spooked in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think if, uh, there was some talk about legislation where they do something to change the laws in regards to, uh, replica firearms. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. I'd love to see them, you know, basically not allow for manufacturing of firearms or replicas. Uh, to look exactly like an AR-15 or a Glock or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, because often the weapons are being used for uh, uh, paintball or, yep. you know, yep. um, uh, what's the other? Airsoft. Airsoft. Airsoft, yeah. And, uh, or even, you know, he, of course, I'm dating myself, but my water pistol looked like a water pistol, right? But nowadays, Daisy Pelican? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nowadays, uh, the, the water pistols. Shoot your eye with that. Yeah. <laughs> they actually look like a real firearm, which. They do. You know, why, right? But so, they're, but they're, I think they're supposed to have that orange tip on them. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these guys who use them for not lawful purposes, they either paint them or they end up sawing the tips right. off. Or I've seen real firearms with the orange tip on it. 
Oh, I haven't seen that. That's what I mean. So some of the real farms are made right. to look like replicas oh, okay. just doesn't, to throw you off. That's right. Yeah. It doesn't take much to change the real farm. So you don't say, like yeah. so you're back to your initial thing, Todd, yep. where it's like you have to treat it as real until you can prove otherwise. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, and a lot of these guys we get like I, I had another guy at another temporary housing shelter. It seems to be a bit of a theme here, but yeah. um <clears throat> again, M4 rifle had him down face down in the in the parking lot and he had a gun in the back of his pants. Yeah pull it out. It's a BB gun. But I'm like, he's like, I'm allowed to have it. I'm like, you're allowed to have it if you're using it in a lawful use, right? What lawful use do you have it tucked into your waistband, walking around a homeless, like, are you shooting cans? Like, what, like, you're obviously using it for an unlawful purpose, right? right? So, exactly. Or you're going around and you're collecting debts or you're Mm -hmm. whatever, right? Like, so, so that, they are allowed to have these as yeah, long as they're yeah. using for a lawful, lawful purpose. But, I but guess walking around the point, streets of Victoria right, is, with them is not a lawful purpose. I think the the legislation needs to reflect that, right? I either, agree. Either yeah. get rid of replicas altogether, which would be my vote. Um, and then when it comes to actually, you know, hey, yeah, sure, the firearms laws are in place, you know, for, for uh, people who are gun compliant and mm-hmm. go to the range and have their trigger locks and do everything, yeah, do everything, do right. everything right. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a worry because we're no. never going to come across that. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, but it's the people who are, you know, stretching the laws or yeah. thinking the laws don't apply to them. And Well, the law abiding uh, citizens who are gun people yeah. follow the rules to a T yeah. because yeah. they don't want to lose that right. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, you get the, the people who are now, now using these for unlawful purposes. Those are the people that we have to wor- worry about, right? I think if, if uh, anyway, it's, it's good to chat about this. I wanted to get it out there. It's been, it's been real topical as far as uh, what's going on in Victoria just in the last month, like I said. And I, and I don't think uh, people realize how many firearms are out there. Mm-hmm. If you count up the news releases that Vic BD puts out, yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a lot of it. Which is which is important for people to understand, but I also you know put on my complaining hat and say, look, somebody needs to go to jail and stay in jail for some period of time when yep. they're using firearms yep. in the commission of another offense, especially, and or just the fact that you have three assault rifles, a sawed-off shotgun, and whatever mm-hmm. else, and you're a drug dealer, yep. you need to go to jail, or you have an indefinite firearms ban for the rest of your life because of some other substantive charge, then you're found with a firearm, but then you're let out of, out of, you're let go with a slap on the wrist and, well, don't do yeah. that again. Yeah. You're on you need, yeah, again. you need to go to yeah. jail for a little bit. Yeah. So it, it's kind of frustrating. Um, I'd, I'd love for some people to stand up and, and take charge of, uh, people who are abusing the system and, and putting people's lives at danger mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. And, it's a hard enough job as the police to, to try and deal with that every time we go to a call where there's a firearm involved, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it needs to be something I'd like to see some attention brought to. So anyway, agree. um, anything to add guys, I think, uh, that, that covers it off for tonight and we will, uh, we'll see you at the next bonus episode. All right. Thanks everybody. Awesome. Good night everybody. Thank you for listening to the True Blue Podcast. Join us next time for more stories about policing in Victoria and Esquimalt. The True Blue Podcast is sponsored by the Victoria City Police Union. Thanks to our media partners, H2 Accelerator, who have helped design and deliver our new improved marketing strategies. Thank you to our master of music, Gord McKee. Special thanks to the creators of the True Blue Podcast, 
Host, Matt Waterman. Sound and editing, Todd Mason. Concept design, Daryl Baswick. And sidekick Steve for the production and sound studio. Thank you for listening to the True Blue Podcast. 